0: Welcome to The War Room with Mike Blanco. Prepare yourself to get dropped into a new subject each week as a soldier's diligence meets entrepreneurial challenges in today's marketplace. So sit back and enjoy the tactics of The War Room with Michael Blanco. Here's your host. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Um, I just want to take a second and talk to you guys about an experience I had this morning. Um, we just got done with our rotation down here at, at Fort Polk and, um, during the after action review, which is kind of like, a uh, an autopsy of operations throughout, throughout a rotation. Um, we kind of sit there and we have a discussion. It's actually my favorite part of the rotation. Um, obviously walking around the swamps for 15 hours a day in the hot beating Louisiana sun is fun too. but it's the opportunity to really engage with, with our junior military leaders and the junior NCOs and officers that, that really do all the work, uh, in the military that I really enjoy the most. And, uh, we talk about things, things they did well, things they need to improve on, um, standard operating procedure development, all sorts of different things that they can take back to home station, um, and work on to make them more lethal for the, uh, in the event that they deploy downrange, or, or God forbid, another war kicks off, um, so this takes about an hour and a half, and I really love it because it gives me an opportunity to talk about the profession, gives me an opportunity to talk about reconnaissance and tactics, and do some leader development with with the just salt of the earth soldiers and paratroopers that really make America's military just phenomenal, right? Makes them lethal. Um, after an hour and a half of getting up on my soapbox and talking about reconnaissance and tactics, uh, a young platoon leader uh, took me aside and he said, "Hey, do you have a minute to talk about career progression?" I was like, "Sure, man. What's on what's on your mind?" And he, he just kind of like hit me with some questions that um, he had in regards to what he can expect throughout you know the next ten years of his career, from being a platoon leader to being a commander. What he wanted what expectations he should have, how he can go about shaping the future to to get what he wants. Um, I asked him, I was like, well, have you had any of these conversations You know, with, with any other superior officers? He's like, no, I haven't. Um, nobody's really engaged me about it and I heard you talking about reconnaissance and tactics and you're so passionate about what you're talking about. And he really what he was referring to was like the last 15 minutes of the AR where I really hammer home um, what we do as professionals, right? Because um, as professional soldiers, we're really no different than doctors and lawyers and accountants, um, except instead of carrying a stethoscope or a briefcase, you know, we carry a machine gun in some cases. Um, but still, it's a profession nonetheless that that holds us accountable to certain standards, you know, integrity, honor, um, but also tactical standards, right? Like you have to know your job in order to be a professional. You have to be a master of your craft in order to really be a soldier and a paratrooper uh, in the United States Army. Um, and that's really what he was hitting on. He wanted to engage me about it, but I was really taken aback by the fact that this guy has been in the military for three, two or three years and this is, he's never had the opportunity to talk about career progression with, with, with anyone. Nobody's really engaged about it. And this guy was a stud. And I was really surprised by that, and it made me, it really caused me to think that, because he was coming, he, he is in a really successful organization, and there's just a, such a, a difference between management and leadership, you know, and it's an ongoing argument about whether you can do both well. Can you manage, can you manage people in an organization effectively to, to hit end states? And can you lead people uh, in, a, in an organization that requires change or, or culture? Um, And I've always had the opinion of, yeah, you can absolutely do both. Uh, Not only can you do both, but you have to do both. And the difference between being a good manager and being a good leader, in my opinion, has always been managers, great managers are able to get results regardless of, of what the culture, what the organizational culture is, right? But a leader takes a vested interest In the professional and personal lives of his people, he invests in the in the human dimension, that is actually the beating heart of the organization. Because let's be real, you can be the greatest manager in the world, but if you don't invest in your people, if you don't take a vested interest in how they're doing, and just out even outside of terms of you know performance, which is clearly also important, but are they professionally fulfilled? Are are they getting? the knowledge that they need to be successful. What are you doing to empower them to to be successful and progress in their career? Because ultimately as a leader, what I wanna see is my subordinates get to a level where they are able to move up and start leading their own organizations, right? Exponentially larger, right? From the team to the, the section to the platoon Um, and for our officers from the platoon to command, right? That's ultimately what it's about. But we get so caught up as leaders in the management portion of the organization, like we need to hit metrics, we need to hit performance metrics, I need to track this and do that, that we tend to forget that the most important thing we do, most important thing that we do is develop the people underneath us so that they can excel, they can have job satisfaction, and they can have buy-in in the organization because if you invest in them and you show them that you have a vested interest in their career and even their personal lives, that buys you a lot of capital. That buys you a lot of capital when you need them to do things that they might not really understand or even agree with, they'll remember that you're developing them as a soldier, as a professional, as whatever picking industry, it really doesn't matter because this is applicable to everybody. Um, that You're developing them, so they'll be like, you know what, Mike, I, I really don't understand this. Could you make it a little bit more clear? And obviously you can, but at the end of the day, they're going to go in, out and execute because they believe not just in you as their leader and their manager, but also in the broader organization. So they're going to give that extra 110%. Um, they're really gonna put out for you because you're helping them excel in their career, you're helping them learn how to be a professional, how to be whatever it is, a a better analyst, uh, a better assistant manager, it it really doesn't matter. But as, as managers, you have to accept the fact that you need to lead as well, not just manage. Yes, performance metrics are important. Clearly, I would not have been as successful as I was um, as a commander, if I if I was not a good manager, right? But I also had people like First Sergeant Flanagan and my senior NCOs and all these dudes that were rock star managers, which really freed me up to to do the things that I really loved, you know, which was develop my my junior officers, develop the NCOs, paint in broad strokes, meet end states, give empower people to excel by giving them projects that might just force them just to reach just a little bit more out of their comfort zone so that they can realize just how much potential they actually have and how much capability they have. Um, And then lean on them even more progressively as things go. And so that's another thing, right? We should absolutely just surround ourselves with people that are equally motivated, but sometimes even better than we are at what we do because that frees us up to really play to our strengths and develop our weaknesses, right? Because we, we need strong people in the areas that we are weak to help us out so that we can get better at those weak points, right? And, and become overall just that much better at what it is we do as leaders, right? So I was just really thinking about that and I was really surprised that this, that this kid, um, in two years, three years in the army, this is the first time that he had actually had a conversation about the things he wanted um, to see and the questions that he had regard to how does he get to his end state. And part of the advice I gave him was like, man, nobody is going to take care of your career more than you are. And that's true of everybody, right? We can't always depend on leaders to really push us in the right direction because what happens? Just like this kid told me, he's like, well, I heard I can't do X, Y, and Z because of X, Y, and Z reason. And I knew that to be untrue. So I told him, I was like, look, man, that may or may not be true, but it's on you to go figure it out and not take other people's words for it. That's the bottom line. Like we cannot just sit here and be like, oh, I can't do that because this person tried it or that person said that he heard from this guy or this girl that that's not how that works. No, no, that's an excuse, right? That's an excuse for you to not try and go do something that You really want to do if you really want to do something you will find a way to do it that has been me my entire life I have heard the word no and have been underestimated since day one um but I never really listened to it and I'll continue not listening to it right because that's just noise that's just people that are afraid to do it themselves um, or afraid to go out and try telling you something so you need to go out there and figure it out for yourself and that's the advice I gave this guy um, I was like, how do you know it's not possible if you haven't tried it yet? And he's like, that's a good point. So I gave him some feedback and I gave him some pointers to help him get to where he wanted to go. But at the end of the day, I am just a bystander in the stands rooting for this kid. He's the gladiator in the arena that has to go and conquer the challenges for himself. Um, and I'm really confident that he'll go and do that. Um, but yeah, I, d- I just want to talk about that for a few minutes. Um, difference between management and leadership. Um, and how you can, how you should be able to meld the both. Cause both are important, right? Um, I think you become more of an effective manager if, if you're able to lead an organization and invest in your people. So that was just the big takeaway I had from my conversation with this guy. Um, and I thought I'd share that with you guys, but, um, that's pretty much it. I hope you guys are having a, a great week ha- going into the weekend and I hope you guys are planning to do some great things. All right. Stay savage, I love you, and I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. You've just been debriefed in The War Room with Michael Blanco. If you've enjoyed this week's meeting, make sure you subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting platform. As always, remember, don't be so afraid to lose that you forget how to win.